Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Front Porch. My name is Michael Daniels, and I'm here with my good buddy, Dennis Rogers. How's it going today, Dennis? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. It's Monday, you know. Yep. Hey, let's start off right at the bat. How is the house going? Um, Pretty good. I actually made it over there the first time since uh, since before the Combine. Um, mm. Combine was two weeks ago, I think, and I left on a Thursday. So my normal availability to get over there to the house is Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. And, of course, on the weekends. And since I left Thursday, that whole week was shot. Like, I had... I could have potentially had some time Tuesday, but I really had to make up for the work that I was going to miss Thursday, Friday uh, for the conference. So anyway, I made it over there um, this past Saturday, two days ago, and uh, got started on tile around the uh, bathtub on the second floor. Oh, okay. It's, uh, It's a subway tile, and it has to go down the sides uh right in front of the tub if you can picture that yeah um i'll have pictures on the website wait, it's like t- tiles on the wall so yeah said, tiles on the on okay. the surround on the, wall. on the floor okay yeah no the the floor tile is is done it uh it's ready for trim but uh, i had to get wall tile around the tub so that i could see where the trim was supposed to end pictures right, at drakesbrewhouse.com Yep, that's right. It's I haven't updated it in a little while. There's probably more stuff on my Instagram, but that's that's whatever. <laughs> right, we it's a, it's not quite a brew house, but you know it's kind of a. I mean, maybe you'll brew beer in there one day before you go. And, right, right. Yeah. Well, the the story with that is I bought that domain back when I was homebrewing because that was my my imaginary brand for my imaginary brewing company. Right. And so I I bought that domain name and. By the time I moved up here and bought this house, I had not brewed beer for like th- two or three years. And I was like, well, I'll just use this domain instead of buying another one or doing a, a subdomain on, on drogers.net. Yeah, I mean. But yeah, not a not a huge. I did get both of those sides, which are a lot of cuts, a lot of half tiles and little like five eighths wide piece of tile. Most of the rest of the surround is just straight whole subway tiles offset like bricks and uh and then you know cut to fit in the corners but yeah i got got three rows three rows high and then those sides, which took you know better part of an afternoon oh you got you're making progress right yeah it's a it's a new thing like I did the floor tile, but this is the first tile that I've ever done, and um for this part of it, I was cutting and laying, and the the tile saw is down on the first floor in the in the bathroom down there. And so every time a cut wasn't quite right, I had to go back downstairs and oh, do right. it again. That's which you, that's horrible. I did little, I did flooring and made sure that I had like my cutting stuff near where I had to go because I go back and forth. Is otherwise logistically it's crazy. Yeah, I don't think the. I didn't mind so much going up and down the stairs. It's, you know, a little bit of a workout. That was honestly easier than, like, squatting up and down and, like, leaning and bending to reach stuff. Like, going up and down stairs is a breeze compared to, like, twisting and contorting my body to to reach and, and look, <laughs> at the, look at the joints and make sure they're even and all of that good stuff. But, uh, well... It, it, it's yeah, gonna, so it's that, coming together slowly but surely, piecing it in. 
you know, checking yep. with you every yeah. time because uh, because <laughs> we we had a we had a small off the off the air conversation about your next project, which at some point I'm going to put officially on the air so that it's you know it's chronicled. Oh yeah, I mean that's 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 still in blue skies dreaming territory so right right but if it, if it goes on the front porch then everyone will know and uh you know it's gonna be down you gotta it's gotta happen then at that point it, it's it's true it's true we're all uh we've we've got a we've got a different secret project before before that but uh oh man just we'll, lots of dreaming happening on okay well, we'll yep yep well, well first step one house done step two move to bloomington three we'll talk about later so yep yep <laughs> Uh, so how was the week? Everything else good for you this week? Anything, anything cool happen? Um, well, as mentioned, I bought the, uh, the Lord of the Rings living card game. Oh on yeah. Recommendation. That, that came in, right? Uh, yeah. That arrived, uh, last Thursday. And okay. ever since then, like I went to the house Saturday and laid tile and, uh, my sister came down, she, who lives, she lives about an hour North of here. She came down yesterday and, um, and so there was there was activity, you know, in the house. Like I couldn't I couldn't get away, right, without being rude. Right. But I have been kind of anxious to try this game out, and so I've had little bits of time when I'm like eating lunch or whatever, where I'm like watching videos and reading blog posts about this game and how people build their decks or like sorting the cards out which is such a nerd thing to do but <laughs> it really is i mean but i'll tell you what that's like a lot of those other board games where you we, if you pre-sort everything out it makes the you know setup and breakdown well, much easier well yeah and this is this is not a standard board game it's a living card game it's supposed to be closer to a ccg like magic yeah. than a normal like dominion or something right um a normal a deck builder but the the box that i got as i mentioned last week is two copies of the core plus kazat dune uh the hobbit at the door or at the doorstep door i don't know something it's the i think it's the first hobbit yeah big box expansion yep, yep. and then like journey to ruskobel and a oh, couple no, it's other the big like dwarf one. it's the big dwarf expansion right kazat dune is the oh, is the dwarf one um anyway the the cards the cards were sorted by color or as it's officially in the game sphere of influence oh you said color right i'll 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 probably stick magic right (laughs) well yeah like i didn't play that much magic but like as i'm going through the sorting the cards out i'm like okay well i know that this one is tactics because it's Mm -hmm. a sword right and the others are spirit lore and leadership but i didn't know that when i was sorting the cards and so i put I put index card dividers when I was sorting them out, and I'm like, okay, this one's green, this one's blue, and this one is uh, is red. Yep. Not not red. What's what's leadership? I don't know. Leadership is red. Gold, I thought I red was tactics. That's yeah, red is tactics, um, which is pretty standard. Yeah. But anyway, the all the cards, like I don't think he mixed in the Hobbit cards, so it was just the ones from the Adventure Cycle um, Journey to Roskobel and um corset and cause dune and they were all mixed together by sphere of influence and okay. i wanted to start with the core cards 
right? If I'm going to do oh, the I core see. adventures, I want to at least learning. Like I want to start with the core cards. Okay. And they're marked. I'll, I'll put a picture in the show notes, but they're marked on the bottom right of the card oh, okay. with an icon and a number because the cards are numbered. And I'm like, this is so small. <laughs> right. You sent me that message. It's like it's so tiny down there at the bottom. I'm like, do I need reading glasses to to see? And it, I, you know, I'm exaggerating. Most of the time, I'm, you know, sitting somewhere that doesn't have very good light, and so that's that's that. But I sorted those out one night, and then, uh, and then a couple nights ago, I went through. That might have been last night, or or uh, maybe Saturday night. I went through and separated the core into the two separate, um stacks okay right so instead of all the the core tactics cards in one big section i've got you know one core set and the other core set because that's the oh, yeah, what yeah. i was trying to do there is is replicate the starter decks and the starter decks are just the four spheres and their original 30 cards yeah um and so that was like okay well there are two copies of this and then just go through the numbers and yeah. split them in half, uh, yeah. which is what I've done. I've, you I've done were everything. Super organizing it all, then. Super yeah, I've, I've I've done everything except ac- actually try and play it. I actually woke up besides <laughs> trying to play it. Right. S- something like somebody walking around upstairs or something woke me up about a little over two hours earlier than I normally wake up. Yeah. This morning, and I laid there for a minute, and then I like got on my phone and looked at Instagram stuff, and I was like. I bet I have time to go find a clear table space and try this game out before I have to start working because I work from home. If mm. our, our, I assume all our listeners know that. Sure, um, sure. I was like, I bet I could do that, and I got as far as like getting up and walking outside. And it's I'm in the basement, so it's colder outside of my room. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> just yeah, heck with that. I'm gonna go back to sleep. Then, yeah, that was not not quite that level of ambition. Well, I've been I've been wanting to bust mine out since you you got it and you were getting it. And I, I'm excited. I mean, I I do like the game. I mentioned I recommended it and I, and I like it a lot. And um, but it's kind of one of those you got no one to talk to it about or you know you play by yourself and it's fun and you do all the stuff, but there's just nobody else playing it. Um, so it was kind of like, oh, Dennis is playing it. I'll be able to pull it out and at least, you know, have some conversations here though. Um, yeah. Any, any other game that I buy, you know, a Kickstarter or whatever comes in the mail. I'm like, oh, sweet. A new game. I look forward to trying this out in a few months or maybe (laughs) never. Right. Right. But because this one is single player and, uh, one deck dungeon has sort of, you know, gotten me more amenable to single player games. I'm like, yeah, I want to try this out. I want to know what I'm doing. Because it turns out that my brother, David, has played it before a oh, handful really? of times. He knows somebody who has it. And so when I sent a picture to our group chat, he was like, you own that game? I'm like, yeah, I got this sweet deal. <laughs> he, and and he and his um, family are coming up to Tennessee for Memorial Weekend. Yep. And I and my parents and sisters from up here are going down, right? It's, Mm-hmm. Geogra- geography right. we're all not all of us but you know a bunch of my family are getting together for memorial weekend is what i'm trying to say in yeah, a right. very complicated way halfway. and so he wants to try it then and i'm like all right well i gotta i gotta get my 
get my noob games. I got to get through the tutorial and figure out what I'm doing. So when we when we play and try to teach my brother-in-law, because my my brother-in-law is a huge Lord of the Rings fan, right? Uh, his he he used to have a, he actually might still have the domain Oloran's Swords. Okay, and like he and he and my sister um, both have like some kind of obscure Lord of the Rings names as their like emails and their gamer tags that they use all the time. Like nothing from the movie. It's like deep cut uh Cimmerillion stuff. Okay, yeah. And so So he, he's I'm definitely like, the the Lord of the Rings guy that... Yeah, I'm like I'm like he'll be into this game. We'll we'll hand him a pre made deck and be like, check this out. Oh I bet because it it feels like the card design and the 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 artwork and all the little flavor text is and even all the scenarios definitely feel like they're book scenarios. I mean, I know so, these things didn't happen so in the book. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this game was published in 2011 and I love that it's all original art. Yeah, right. And it's not like it's not like somebody on DeviantArt painting a Vigo Mortensen on a card. It's like it's a different dude like Yeah, it's an original uh, Aragorn. Legolas has dark hair. You know, it's completely, completely new stuff. And that's, and that's cool because the, you know, I mean, I've gone on record on this show saying the Lord of the Rings trilogy of films were a masterpiece. Yes. But there was such a long tale of, of merch for that. Like they republished all the, all the novels with, with movie uh, covers and all of that stuff. Yep. And so, so to get one that's kind of, you know, this Lord of the Rings was out way before the movies and to, to get, and I'm sure there's tons and tons of artwork and, and, you know, unique stories or fan art or fan, you know, fiction written before the movies ever came out. So it's nice to be able to get one after the movies came out. That's like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's still, it, it's it got did, some, it did. Got this, some this original game, art. This game definitely fe- also, like I said the, the story and, and everything else feels like it's, you know, uh, book stuff instead of movie stuff, which the movie's mm. great. Again, I absolutely love it, but the story is very much like um, a scenario is a travel to a city type thing. That's one, yeah, one scenario. I think and it's, like, oh, this is just one scenario in the big story that I'm going to be partaking in this world. What I cool. what I read somewhere is that it's um, it's set in the time between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, oh, which. Okay. Contrary to the Hobbit films, is not a short period of time. It's like forty years. Yeah. Uh, between between Bilbo returning to the Shire and, um, you know, his eleventy first birthday. Right. Well, um, it, it's it's it was enough to get me get me inspired to go pull it back out, and I pulled it out yesterday, and or maybe it was two days ago, but I I put it out. And it, right now it's sitting on my my living room coffee table. Um, <laughs> I opened it up and and immediately I thought, well, I'd just be able to jump right back in. And no, I, I have to go skim through at least the instructions or go through the, you know, turn order. I'm sure it'll come back to me. But I will say that the that rounds game, have like seven phases. Yeah, it, it, it that instruction booklet is not small and is not thin. So I, I watched a couple videos. I'll I'll link those videos in the show notes as well because they yeah were, that's that's pretty, probably the best thing to do is pretty is helpful. Like once I got once I got it down, I know that it is something that I can pick right back up. You know, but but 
you it's some of those any instructions sure, like, to any game is it's difficult like the to go first time anyway. yeah it's like the first time you play legendary or magic or any of those you're like right. how does this work what happens if i like once you learn a couple of them you get some of those mechanics you're like yeah you this comes into play tapped and then you gotta wait until next turn whatever you know yeah. you draw at the end of your turn not at the beginning or whatever yeah. So, so this is this is definitely one of those. It's got a million things, and you feel like a little overwhelmed by the instruction booklet. But once you play it, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. And especially because you're playing solo, at least when you're first trying, you get it. I mean, you can kind of yeah. make mistakes, but you, you're the only one making those those things. Um, but anyway, I uh, I got to see my my organization because you know it's funny. You talked about you haven't played the game yet, but last week when you were discussing, or maybe it was two weeks ago when you were discussing maybe possibly picking this up part of the fun of lcgs is this whole organization and deck building i mean it, you can't yeah, discount it, that it reminds me of um it reminds me of hearthstone because that's the most like ccg experience that i have yeah um i don't you've played hearthstone yeah yeah right yep. um they started they actually fairly recently um did this this game mode that's really very similar to um you know a, an lcg it's a it's like a dungeon crawl where stuff is kind of randomized what you you're like your opponents yep um but a couple of years ago they did these uh these single player um campaigns that were sort of parallels to the raids in wow in world of warcraft okay. and where you're where you're playing against ais and the ais get progressively difficult progressively oh, yeah, yeah. more difficult and have, you have, have to those, yeah. and you have to construct a deck to go against it and i always you know eventually i'd get stuck and i just go on go online and and see what people beat it with and what you know what cards i have that go with those decks like figure out who had a deck that could beat it made up of cards that i have yeah or maybe i, I, really I only had to craft one card like it was a whole thing and i remember seeing somebody on reddit was like why do people why do people just net deck they say net deck like yeah. look up somebody's deck to to find the solution to this they're like doesn't that like cheat you out of the the experience of of figuring it out for yourself and i'm yeah. like screw you man like i don't play this i don't play this game enough i didn't respond to him it was just right, you know right. internalized i'm like i don't play this game enough to know all those cards and i don't have all the cards so it's not like i can just experiment and with, with blow everything. all of all of my dust on a couple cards like i don't have the cards to right. to build some of these easy mode solutions and that's the whole uh ccg versus lcg thing that we talked about two weeks right. ago but yeah i mean here um, with lcg you you have them all like now you're experiencing you have, the fact that you, you got everything you have you them all and i and i think the for all of the like for all of the things that make a a digital card game convenient yeah excuse me it it makes me more likely to um like at least i think we'll see how this goes if i play more of these adventure modes and and move forward but like if I get to a point and I'm reading a blog post or something and the guy lays out like exactly how he built the deck, I stop reading. I'm like, I don't want to, I mean, especially because I've never played it. Like right. in this case with a physical game, like I don't want to just take somebody's solution because the others are, are digital. Like I'm, I think I'm more 
prone to find a digital solution i'm like can i just be can quick I just and go imp- yeah can i just import this guy's deck i don't want to right like have but, to do but, he, but here you want to know so that you can maybe possibly build your own or understand the yeah strategy. so that i can so that i can look at the cards and see the really nice artwork on them and yeah. see you know kind of picture in my head i'm like oh totally okay agree. so if so if i do if i play aragorn on and he goes questing then i can i can pop uh um, Theodred and he'll, you know, re- he'll get him a coin and then he can use the coin to recharge and now he can fight in the next. You know, I didn't figure yeah. that out. That's a no, no. Base you get I, the idea of it in, right yeah. in two separate uh, videos and and deck building guide. Uh, that the players did just that. It's like one of the most popular uh, core set strategies. Right. Well, the the I, I totally agree. I think it, I mean even you just listening to you say it really does make me want to go upstairs and pull the cards out i mean I, I didn't i didn't play because i just had it sitting out but i did pull out scenario one and put the three stacks of of for the scenarios together and mm-hmm. just that was like oh i love how it's i just love how this game is set up <laughs> with these you know the caverns and then the Merkwood thing and you put them together and it, it's really really such a neat thing and then when i'm done i separate separate them back out put them in their little slots and then the game just you know, next scenario uses like maybe one from that other one and then two, you know, sections from the uh, new ones. Right. It's just, it's just a really good way to do it. And, and I love, it does lend itself to organization. I do believe that they have a, um, you've seen at Gen Con where they have those um, like custom deck boxes or not deck boxes, but like board game boxes where they have for oh, popular games. Um, do you mean, do you mean inserts? Kind of, yes. They're like wooden. They're really nice. You can get them for like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Imperial Assault. They'll have, you know, a, a box that has all the little slots for all the little pieces. Yeah, and... there's a there's a company. Yeah, the company I'm talking about. That does that. I, I thought I had the name of the company right on the top of my head, and it's gone now. Right, but, but that, that um, company does, the... that company does, I believe they do the Lord of the Rings card game one, too. Yeah, the, the box that I bought, I don't know if the guy made it with exacto knives and stuff or if he bought it somewhere but it's foam core like oh nice you know like foam foam board um dividing you know into into different uh into like two long whatever uh, slots for for the cards and it's all like he's got all of the all the encounter cards on one side and all the hero not hero, but all the that's, player that's, cards that's on the exactly other side. That's exactly what I have. That's exactly what I have. And then, and then all the all the bits and the and the threat counters and all that in the middle. He's got a little yep. plastic, um, yep, container with three three sections for the for the little bits. That, that's exactly what I have. I mean, it's exactly how it's set up. On the right, all the encounter stuff. On the left, all the hero stuff. And uh, it's just really, really well organized. What I what I did was uh, many years ago. I had man, it had been five, six years ago. I had found online this guy had made this really nice artwork that uses from the game itself and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for so you can print out like dividers and oh yeah yeah they're yeah oh they, so they good. have those i i spent an afternoon after i bought legendary like looking at different people's divider systems like everybody yeah. has a different system they're like maybe they line up the tokens so that you know tech or or um covert whatever those the different colors are in uh in legendary like maybe they line up 
so that they're all in the same space and there's white space or people use different fonts some people have they're like printer friendly so it's only colorful at the top of the divider sure yeah it's like you know Man, people I like I, people like us with just a little bit more time or or artistic uh, uh, a little bit of dedication vision, to it. Yeah, dedication I, will like design these dividers and like there were so many I couldn't even decide on one that I wanted to print. Oh, out. I, I totally, I, I, I totally, agree. I ended up just writing on the ones that they give you. I mean, when when I oh right when when I when I got the ones that I got, it was very important that I put them in where they they stay like uh, the tab is all the way to the left, and then the second one is just like a, a visible to the left to right of that. And then the next tab mm-hmm. is visible to right of that. So I have them all perfectly in order. Um, and what I, I made, it was great. I mean, this whole conversation we're having here is that, that I liked, I enjoyed the part of just putting this together. <laughs> it was really that itch you mentioned last week, like the itch that you have something to satisfy that I had the itch I satisfied was went to the craft store. I bought cardstock. I printed out on paper, right. these, these things I, used uh glue like a, a glue stick and then put the paper on the cardstock yep, yep. an exacto knife around the, the edges and cut it with scissors and then i have these great little card dividers um and and then when i opened it up last night it was like oh this is so great that i could i don't have to <laughs> deal with like my world of warcraft cards they're in this card catalog they're organized but there's just it's just kind of not perfect this one i can just start back playing the game and, nice. and be able to have nice. it all you know it's, it's so much fun and and i'm looking forward to, to playing it now unfortunately it looks like um i had bought a core set and a couple other like scenarios, scenarios at gen yeah. con and they were put in there but they're not separated out yet so oh, it's like oh i'm um, do I, do I just play the game because I don't need these, all these extra cards <laughs> or do I, you know, is, is today's fun going to be, you know, separating, sleeving and putting them all together. Now, another thing too, that I, this game taught me something about sleeving was that, uh, I had bought okay. a bunch, I had bought a bunch of sleeves for the core set when I bought the game at Gen Con, cause you can buy yep. sleeves at Gen Con very cheap. Um, generally, yeah, generally, but, but they're also usually, uh, like, artwork sleeves so that like oh yeah it's got like a dragon on the back of it so i i got enough of of them but now i don't have enough because they're out of print that's why they're cheap so and you're not uh yeah you're not thinking fourth dimensionally (laughs) so so what what i I have done is that's an own that's its own special kind of uh of mania that kind of like i've done that with several games i'm like uh, or like enough time goes by that even if you get the same ones, they're not they're not right. Like I I don't remember because like back when I was a teenager and I had magic cards and a couple other like I bought a bunch of cards for the Star Trek original series yep. collectible card game that nobody played. Like I had I had one or two people who maybe would play magic or had played magic once or twice nobody would even consider playing a star trek ccg oh yeah right and so i don't think i don't think i was in a place like mentally and financially to have bought sleeves for those i did have like baseball cards when i was a kid so i knew about like if you had something really rare you put it in a hard you know plastic thing but that's not the same um and uh, and I had like those binder pages that you put cards in 
right? But yep. th- 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 all of that is like collecting. That's not for stuff that you're going to play with. <laughs> right. And so I, I started that. I probably saw, you know, Trotsky had sleeves on something, or I knew about sleeves from people who played Magic. Yep. And so, yeah, like I've always been able to resist buying cool sleeves because because of that. I'm like, you, re- oh, you know well, practically how it works. If, right. if it's a game, unless it's a standalone game, which I've done... I've done with a couple things, or considered with a couple things. I'm like, oh yeah, this is well, this is its own whole contained thing. Like, there are never going to be more cards yeah. than there are. But my original game, like this, is Smash Up, and I was like, yeah, I need to just get the standard dark blue uh, Ultra Pro sleeves, and just and just always stick to stick to those for this well- game. Sorry, go ahead. No, I would say that I went the other way. I, I went, I know I know you were like, oh, I'll get the standard kind of thing. Like I, I did I, for a minute when I went with Legendary, I went with like, okay, I'm just getting black backs. Those are you know, straight card fitting things that are black mm. backs. That way I can always get more. Somebody somebody makes Legendary sleeves, don't they? Oh, I'm sure they do. But, but like I was with the what, actual, I was so disappointed that I couldn't find like any kind of licensed marvel sleeves like they don't they don't license them like you can get some stuff you can i think you can get some lord of the Rings sleeves you can definitely get like harry potter and yeah. all the various magic the symbols for all the magic colors and which of course makes sense for magic but right well no nothing no. So, nothing so, for marvel so so what i did was I, I i first kind of stepped back and i was like i was learning the lesson that you learned i was learning that okay maybe i get <laughs> a little bit more generic that i can buy always buy from upper deck or tops or whatever it might be and then i went to gen con the next year and again i saw at the same place they always have almost every year i want to say it's troll and toad but it could be somewhere else uh, is sure. they always have you know a hundred a hundred like sleeves for two dollars and that's a, a great deal um right yeah and, and, yeah for and, sure so, so what i did is like i was like screw it i'm going the opposite way and i'm buying you know 500 or a thousand sleeves that are all exact same kind <laughs> so so that i have like now i have which is great because it, it works out now that i have you know yeah. this cool dragon artwork on the back and i have 500 of them and right. uh, granted, I won't use them all, but you know what? I've got a game that's got 60, sli- 60 cards or 100 cards, then I can use it, and, you know, and, and have it. Um, sure. I, I, yeah, I'll eventually run out, per se, but, for, you know, odds are that, you know, I won't buy that many, a thousand the, Lord of the Ring card the, game the, cards. They'll, la- they'll last you a while. I just remembered what it was that taught me the lesson about custom sleeves. It was Ascension. Mm. Because I bought Ascension when our i've talked about ascension before on the show um our our group was kind of in declining interest on that game but i bought it anyway um a big box the small box expansion and the like accessory kit that was like a whatever you call those cardboard like fold up boxes storage boxes yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm um, I know, I know but yeah. but with ascension art all over it and like a like a little bag for all the gems and ascension sleeves like enough sleeves except yeah. like i did a tournament and won some cards there and then bought like a rat king expansion or something and realized that i didn't have enough sleeves and i'm oh. like uh, they're so like a normal pack of ultra pro sleeves is like three dollars yeah and these these ascension sleeves were like seven dollars a pack of 50 
I have 50. And I'm right, like, I'm right. like, ah. Oh. And so then I'm doing, trying to do little creative stuff. I'm like, what cards don't get shuffled in? They're like tokens or some kind of yep. currency or something. Yep. I'm like, I can put those in normal, like, black back right. sleeves. I did with legendary. It was that I, I sleeved all the hero cards, but I didn't sleeve any of the villain cards. You know? Yeah, I in for legendary, I got the same blue ones that I used for Smash Up, yeah. um, because the legendary cards are blue on the back. Yeah. Oh right. Um, and I sleeved everything except the uh, the the mastermind because every I think sure. everything right, everything yeah. else gets shuffled into a deck or and, two different decks. Yeah. Or yeah, the two the two separate decks, and I'm like, these are all the cards that'll get handled a lot. The yep. the masterminds won't, and so I just put them in like uh, those inner sleeves, you know, the really tight. Right. Um, this copy of Lord of the Rings that I got is he has all of the player cards, whatever you call those, the ones with the ring on the back. Mm, yeah, except for the Hobbit set, all of the the existing cards, except he only sleeved one copy of each hero because mm. you can't have more than one which i guess yeah sure he just sort so, so sort of makes sense um i'm like it's like 12 more sleeves it's not that big of a deal <laughs> right right whatever so um, so some of all these cards were sleeved you got too right well like half of them the the encounter okay. cards weren't and they're they're those penny sleeves Oh they're yeah, like right, right. they're the really big che- like i have a bunch of them cuz i couldn't resist like i saw it on amazon and i'm like wait you're you're telling me this is a thousand sleeves for like 37 cents. Yeah, right, right. Like I got to at least try it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't mind. They're, them. So, I, they're, they're terrible, it, but they're fine it, for some things. It, it depends on what you're doing. Like if you're trying to shuffle cards and put them in a stack, like they won't even stack like air, you know, fits in between and like they want to slide around. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going to play a game or two just suffering through that just to make sure again that i don't hate this game and then i'll <laughs> i'll probably bite the bullet and buy another sleeve another yeah. bunch of sleeves what i did for legendary is um i bought sleeves in bulk like i looked at a couple websites for a while i was like deep on some i don't know what country it is it might be a u.s country um store that sells like stuff in bulk whatever and then yeah. you know just out of curiosity went went back to amazon and they sell the box that's like the display box you would put in a store okay um and so it's like depending on the color it varies up and down depending on the color but it's like like i want to say 600 sleeves for 30 bucks oh right, right. it's like right. it's like a dozen it's a dozen 50 packs yep. for 30 bucks so it ends up it ends up being much cheaper than um, whatever that math comes out to be. Sure, <laughs> sure. I don't know. I've lost track now. What is? Well, what is I'll, a, I'll do the same thing. I'll, I'll do the same thing this year. 30. Is that now that I'm? It's a little over two dollars. Yeah, that's pretty pretty good. Well, yeah, it's it's, not bad. Sleeve, sleeves are sleeves are are kind of pricey. They're they're not cheap when you considering you know, they 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 absolutely the companies play this stupid horrible customer unfriendly game of hey we sell we're selling fi- you know packs of fifty which all card games come with 60 right. know, m- minimum. So, and it's just a, I'll say the bad word. It's a dick move. You know, <laughs> it really, really is that, that they do it intentionally or they'll sell it a, a pack of a hundred, which again, well, doesn't help you because it's, yeah. You know, and, and the thing that I forget is that not every game is magic, right? 
Yes, but every, none, most games have like 60 card minimums. None of, none of the games that I'm buying have valuable cards, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. So it's more about like how much are you going to handle it? And <laughs> for me, the important thing is, am I going to be playing with people who don't know how sleeves work? And are going to oh, try and shuffle them like normal cards and tear oh, the sleeves all up. That drives me that, nuts. That happened to some of my smash up cards. Andrew and his buddies played, and I know Andrew knows. So it's you know somebody. I'm sure somebody just didn't know how to shuffle sleeves and like pushed them the wrong way into the into the opening. Well, you you meant you mentioned like you know it's it's hard to find sometimes to, to people to play games that you you mentioned the Star Trek one uh, back mm-hmm. in the day when uh, high school and a little bit after Bill and I lived in the same town and we would we would. We would do that. We would be like, hey, we're going to go. We would just go to the game preserve and decide that we're going to buy Dragon Dice and we're all both going to invest in it and start buying it. Mm-hmm. We bought like the Mortal Kombat game, card game. We'd play that. And then we bought the, you know, Spellfire game and Vampire Masquerade. And that was really fun. And that we could, you know, you'd have somebody that would do that with you. And that's why I think that I keep uh, I kind of want to convince him to move down to bloomington at some point bring his family down here that way we'll, you know because then he moves here and you move here we'll be doing nothing but playing stupid card games like constantly or well you know, that actually games. that actually is a is a, a vaguely good opportunity to segue into talking about gen con events oh well hey before we do that i wanted to mention something that i played before that because because it kind of right. does with gen con and and uh lord of the rings uh, i bought the Dragonfire okay. game which is the um, D and D official D and D deck building um, game? Deck building game. Yeah, and, you, you mentioned it last week, right? And and I bought it, and it came, and and Sydney and I started playing it. Um, okay, it's got it's got a campaign mode. It's a deck builder game. I just want to give like a right. little short review of it um, with, with char- character sheets. With kind of, it's got a character standy. You know, it's kind of a like a. It looks like a little shield, like a GM shield or something. You know, for each class. Sure, sure. Um, it, it, it's got, it's definitely made to be played in a campaign mode. It's, it's, it's got a basic mode you can play just with your friends, a dungeon crawl thing, but the, the game is definitely made to be played in a campaign mode. Um, so it's like, uh, um, yeah, it's like, like D and D is it, well, I'll let you continue. Oh yeah, sure. They have, so you have a, a so it's a deck builder. It's definitely a deck builder where they have, you've got a market with a, you know, the market cards that come out. And then you buy cards from that, and it's just like a big a big deck. And then um, basically, the market is spells and abilities like lightning bolt and, and, and thievery or something like that. Their skills, magic missile, yeah, magic missile, things like that. They come out and they're in the market, and you buy them by with money. Now, the, and you have a starter, you have a starting deck, which is it's uh, which is kind of cool. It's based on your class. So uh, sure, my, sure. My, I playing the rogue, so I have a lot more rogue cards or basic rogue cards and sydney's playing the the magic user and she has more spell casting arcane cards um but we have a little bit of each and um without getting in the mechanics of the game you're presented with uh, a monster so it's kind of like you walk into the dungeon and you're in a room and and at the very beginning a monster comes out and attacks each of you um and every every adventure that you play is different so it's the setup of of what monsters whether it's uh, wilderness monsters or their dungeon monsters or their adventurers or their towns that's how you set up and build this encounter deck um so the things that you're facing are thematic to whatever the story goes and it comes with a little adventure book that has 
like all sorts of flavor texts and what you're doing and who you're looking for. Like we're trying to find, we're trying to rescue somebody that was kidnapped by, by people. And he's somewhere mm-hmm, in the deck. Mm-hmm. He's somewhere in the deck. Um, so you're, you're kind of looking for that. That's this, that's the goal of this game. Um, and, uh, so anyway, the monsters come out and there's, it's, it's a co-op game. So while the monsters are fighting you still, you can, you can, you have cards that will assist your friend or your, or the people else in your group. Um, and it's just the, the difference in this game is it's pretty difficult. I will say this, Sydney and I have played three or four games and we've only won once. Um, and one, we didn't, the scenario is the tutorial that they run you through is a, is a automatic losing game. It's the weirdest I've ever seen. They, they teach huh. you and beat you like, like it's impossible so it's, to win. So it's the, it's the opposite of those mobile game funnels. Yeah. Where they're where like, Oh, first, it's so easy. It's, you know, I can totally your first, win this. Like, hour of playing is super easy to get yeah you no this one was like sydney and i played it and I'm like i have no idea how we could possibly play this game are we doing something wrong let's reread these long instructions again clearly we missed something and then i go online and realize they're like no 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 it's just you're supposed to get wiped you're only supposed to play two or three rounds so that you get the gist of it and then you lose i was like oh that's a weird way to to get you into the game is that you lose um but anyway and, and it did actually initially it, it it deterred sydney from wanting to play again you know it's like well this sure, is just sure. not fun um, but anyway, we played on. So anyway, the, the big thing here with this game is that um, it, it's not like when you play Legendary or other Ascension or deck builder games, you buy, end up buying a lot of cards and then you're trying to get rid of your old janky cards. This sure. one, this one, your deck, let's say you have eight starting cards. If you get 16 total in your final deck, that's a big deck. It's, it's very, very tight and very small. Mm. Um, and, and so. The, the trick here is that when you buy from the market, unlike putting it into your discard pile and it cycles in, you buy it and it goes straight into your hand. And it and you don't have to discard your whole hand again. You just kind of you hold on to cards from round to round. So you're saving your cards and strategically buying from the market so that you can combo into a big combo and beat the troll. Gotcha. And, and there's only like three rounds and you know in an encounter like that you fight three sets of monsters depending on the adventure and what you do um but so it's, so it's not how does it's not it like compare, a big long game you know how, how does it compare to um the pathfinder adventure card game uh that's a good question i, I don't think it, it compares to it at all i don't think it's anything like it i mean it's oh. it's, it's really nothing like it at all uh Interesting. The, the the so it's it's the, is it more similar to um hero realms I I gotta say I've never played a deck builder like this one. There's not one oh. I can compare it to. I really I really can't. Like uh Interesting. Pathfinder was, you know, you've got these little locations that you have to go through and you're yeah, basically yeah. just trying to burn through but a deck until the, you randomly the, the find simi- something. The similarity the similarity that I heard there is the like the tight deck. So the the buying sounds a little bit more like um uh what's that game we talked about? two weeks ago century golems sure but but still even there there's a lot more cycling there's you know, you, you put it you, you use a card you sure put it in the discard pile and then you you get it again and and this one there's 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 just little cycling there's not a lot you, you're only drawing like my starting hand as a rogue is two cards that's all i have and then and then i only draw two cards at the end of a round if i have more four cards in my hand you don't draw any cards so you don't, you are not drawing a lot of cards. You just have, it's kind of like you have your spells and your abilities and that's what you have to fight with. And, 
and then right. it's it's what you buy. So and then you don't get to buy new cards like just for free. Like oh, I want this, or I play cards to buy cards. The currency of the game is that you have to actually beat a bad guy. You beat the troll that's in front of oh. you, and you get yeah. free gold. You you get loot and that's XP right. when you get kills. That's dramatic. Right, and then like, oh, now I found the treasure and I can go buy a scroll and I, I can make money. And and there's literally, in general, things because of randomness and cards and things that come up, um, there's generally, let's say, only six bad guys that you fight in a game. So it's it's not like you're often buying tons and tons of new cards for your deck. It's just this like very focused, very, you know, like we are fighting these guys and that's what came up and that's what we have to fight this game. The deck may be sticks are stuck stacked with 30 different monsters in it but you're only going to mm-hmm. see six of those sure um um so but that makes it next time we play that kind of a thing it's going to be different but anyway it's really fun it's challenging which is cool a co-op game needs to be challenging i thought that that yeah. pathfinder was very formula formulaic where it's yeah just, and you know, it was you, too you know, easy idea. toward the end yeah. You, you know what you have to do. You can figure it out. But this one is is very much a, it is a co-op. There is a lot of trade-off whether I help somebody, the cards that help somebody, or I'm selfish. Um, and the classes are definitely different. I mean, they, they, they definitely are. And the, the there's a lot of expansions to it. So you can buy like the ranger classes. Um, oh, and to segue out of this a little bit, um, at the end here, if you win, you get to draw like a magic item. And we're only playing, we only played the beginning adventures. So like mm-hmm. adventure level one and we're only right. level one. Um, so we get only uncommon stuff. So basically we got potions out of our random sure. magic deck, but eventually I you see. can see that there's like rarer items as you go along, which are pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And those, those like you write on the back of your character sheet that I got a potion of dexterity and you write it on the back of your thing so that when you, next time you play, you put that into your deck. Um, right. And then as, as you play like, we beat this adventure. We got five EXP, one for every level, basically that we beat. If you're thinking of mm-hmm. one deck dungeon, and then you get two for finishing the adventure. So we have five, and then you get to level. You get ten EXP. You're level two, and that means I get to actually go into the box and find a sticker, like a legacy game, and I can buy any sticker that's in that box. It costs five EXP, or you know that I have, and then I can s- literally stick it onto my character sheet. And that's okay five, on your character sheet. I wondered. I wondered what you what you stick that on. Right. Um, and then and then as you go up in levels, you can okay. This one's a twenty exp thing, um, but it's a neat thing because it's a threshold. So I'm let's say we're right now we're we played enough that we're level like we've got fifteen exp. We're level one. Level one is ten exp, um, and we have fifteen exp. So you can buy as many stickers on your character sheet that equals up to that. It's like a threshold number. You only have up to 15. So if I have a five and a 10, that's fine. But if I win next time and I want to get a big 21, I have to like cross out my five and my, and then override my 10. Oh, you can, you can trade them, trade them in sort of. Sort of. And I'm not sure. I know that you can place over. I'm not sure if you can get rid of, but I know you can place over, but the idea is that you can only add up to whatever your EXP total is. Gotcha. Um, so, so that, that's really interesting. And, and they, you can buy an expansion packs. You can buy more like basically sticker packs, which is like a, a, you buy a $10, you know, ability expansion and it's got all these different abilities and, and that's a, or items and things like that. That's so, a, that's a different twist. On, it, uh, it really is. I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, but Sydney is, we've played several and we've, like I said, we've lost 
and she's still very interested and she wanted to play it tonight. <laughs> she wanted to play it last night. So that makes me, you know, when someone can, she can see that, Hey, we're making progress. We don't win, but she still feels confident. Um, mm-hmm. that's good. It's got a really sure. neat mechanic that if you, even if you fail, like you get one EXP for every, like, you know, encounter that you start up. So there's three in an adventure. So even if you lose, you're getting better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you can feel that you're getting better next time. Oh, now I've got a new ability that I can use next time. That's um, a that's an important sort of I don't want to say life skill cuz it's not it's not necessarily a skill, but just like becoming conditioned and accustomed to to failure and failure is also a strong word, but that like that like tension of of progressing in a yeah. thing yeah um it's it's something that i that i wish i would have developed sure earlier in life it's the idea that you you can lose but you can learn from it and yeah. get better because of it and it doesn't mean that you have to you have to quit or it's, uh, just because you lost you didn't actually lose you you know you continue on and that's that's built into the game i like it and uh it was I'm, it's a good purchase so far we're we are gonna love it um, continue to play it. We beat one deck dungeon. So the campaign, so now we're on to this now, one. Now, now it's your new, your new thing. I always, I always have mixed feelings about, about those kind of campaign, uh, legacy style games because they're always super interesting to me, but I, I don't really have a, have a convenient community with which yeah. to play them. Absolutely. Um, it goes back to you saying, trying to, trying to talk bill into moving to bloomington which made me think of like a game store right because a game store is always yeah. at least in part a kind of gathering place for that kind of activity i i noticed a uh an event in the gen con events directory yep that is specifically about like how to how to how to maintain how to manage a game store and make it yeah, you know, profitable, sustainable. Oh yeah, that's I, I learned that because that's what I that's one of the things one of the the many things that I wanted to do when I retire is have some kind of a game store. Yeah, I know I know Trotsky's talked about it on and off for years. Um, it's something that definitely sounds interesting to me. But um, why don't we take just a few minutes and talk about talk about Gen Con events because sure that's those just opened today, and so I spent about an hour and a half this morning looking through. And marking down some some tentative. Uh, well, that, that's that's why that's why I wanted to mention Dragonfire before we kind of went into it, is because Dragonfire and Lord of the Rings are two games that I I think I'd like to find events for at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting. It's different. How and we should talk about this a little bit here on the show about purchasing for Gen Con. It's this is something that you know we've mentioned Gen Con several times throughout the the show. Um, and how things work. And now we're in the season where event event catalog went live today, which is yeah, really this is late. A, this is a new experience for me because, um, as I probably mentioned in some of our early episodes, uh, last year at Gen Con, I sort of not really followed you around, but I, I bought tickets to most of the events that you yep. had bought tickets for so that yep, we could yep. we could demo out some games together. And a lot sure. of that was... A lot of that was really fun. In years past, I've always like maybe there's one or two things that I look at ahead of time, but for the most part, I'm like, 
when I'm a little bit tired or or bored, not bored, but like a little bit of downtime at the event, like I get on the phone or the, the first couple years with the actual physical catalog, yep. um, like flipping through the pages and I'm like, well, there's there's a Pathfinder thing and thing. Let me look on the way. Oh, it's sold out already. Oh, right. Yeah. It's like all the, all the big stuff like true dungeon and all that sells out way in advance. And I never in years past have never been like that, that, uh, what's the word dedicated or dedicated. Like I've never been that on top of it that far in advance. I'm always, you know, for the first, for the first handful of years, I was one of those people who was like, Eh, maybe I'll go to Gen Con. And if yeah. I do, I'll buy a badge at the door. It's faster yeah, anyway. Um and so just just the process of this is the first time that I've looked I've actually looked at events before they're for sale. They're right. are, are open for registration. Well we're, and start, so what we're starting do, to get our group our group of friends is starting to get where it I just have this feeling like this year maybe and it might be because of our the formation of our Gen Con group on GroupMe, that it's they're getting a lot more like focused well yeah we have we have like you know guys like you and and fox who we've had on the show before who are a little bit more like planners yeah where before our you know like we had we had uh guys like pat who is on top of his own planning right like he would get a hotel room and he'd register for like ticket to ride tournaments and uh hero clicks not hero clicks hero escape tournaments but that was all just the stuff that he wanted to do there weren't too many of of the rest of us who were who were that interested in some of those events and trotsky is a guy who is always much too busy to like tie his own shoes Uh, (laughs) you know so he's he's not the guy taking charge of of any of the planning but yeah this year like we had the airbnb reserved like six weeks ago or something maybe even longer yeah and we're getting we're getting people who are like we want to plan this out better we we might actually do true dungeon for once yeah i think Um, well because of because of fox 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 gets some badges or event tickets so yeah we're we're looking at those the the catalog the the event catalog opened today it's uh it's april 23rd and then event registration will open i want to say may 6th which which is which is rare usually you have a month or two yeah two weeks is nothing i mean when you told me that today or i saw it in there it was like it opens this sunday which you had said like last week or something maybe it's pat that said that i was like wow that's that's crazy because i've all i was actually feeling that i was a little behind the 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 curve here Mm -hmm. this year because it's usually two months in advance that they release the event catalog. And so you have plenty of time to plan it out. Now they're just two weeks before. That's ugh. yeah. Who, who, who knows what or why they make those decisions. But right. Right. Yeah. I looked at those. Um, I have marked down all the times for uh bridge simulator. I think our guys from the, uh, from the star Trek adventures group are going to try and do that with that's maybe, awesome. The the events are up, they're up to seven participants now seven stations instead of oh, five really? okay so they've got I don't know an engineer and a tactics and security I don't I, I didn't I didn't read it all in detail right. I was just like this is a thing we're gonna do at it right yeah I'm I'm definitely on for that one so so I marked down those I marked down the Lord of the Rings one if I I'm definitely gonna play that between yep. now and August and if I again as I keep saying if I end up hating it then I probably won't do one of those events but right. um. I've got that tentatively marked down. I also want to try Eon's End, uh, which I bought the I kickstarted the the legacy version of that. So I want to yep. try 
the the base game and that's all i'm seeing so far i have to i have to figure out from trotsky and and whoever else like what new games people are excited about to 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 check out to do to do events and see and see what what kind of stuff you're looking at but uh, well well you know it's exciting when it it was out months in advance you could have these conversations like oh what do you think about this what do you think about this now it's like we have to we have to make the call because it's going to come uh, it's a it and, is a neat and some, experience that and you some have. stuff like like last year I just looked at the stuff you had already bought tickets for and bought tickets for it like I don't think there were any of them that were sold out they do so many events that unless it's something really big like um, like True Dungeon there's yeah. you know there there are spots you know if you're if you're not too late but this year will be the first time that I that I have for the most part planned before they go on sale. Uh, what I want to register for. Yeah. The, the uh, Lord of the Rings thing is a neat thing to talk about because there are only so many things that they have like two a day, which is actually a lot. If you, I, I'm actually surprised there's so many of those. I think Lord there the might Rings. be three a day. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's pretty Un- unless impressive. I'm, unless I'm thinking of something else, I, I could be wrong. Well, the, the, uh, there's only so many. And as you had noted, it's like four hours long. Um, this is a game that is at minimum six years old. You know, and that, and they're still having not just new. They're not just independently run stuff. Fantasy Flight's running these these things, right. and and they're putting out specific event decks that you buy just by getting in there. So, right. which yeah, is so it's really it's a cool. kind of expensive event, but you get a pack, uh, you know, an adventure pack, whatever with yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's so. twenty bucks, but you're buying a twenty buck thing. Yeah, you know, it, if I if I haven't decided if if. Yeah, if I haven't decided that I'm going to sell it, then I'm going to do one of those events. Yeah, that's 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 it's, really cool. It's just because, a thing. Yeah, it's just it's just, and I I hope when I opened up my box yesterday, um, in the back there was a section that was an unlabeled section that I had, and I pulled it out, and it was that deck of the big, huge, you know, multi-battle type thing um, that we mm-hmm. all got for twenty bucks. Now only at Gen Con, it says promo like seven or whatever it is, you know. Sure. Um, it's like that's yeah. I have some. I have some of those of for Ascension. Yeah, it's a whole deck of those. I'm like, it's not just one card or two cards. It's it's only a scenario that you can only <laughs> play here that they did artwork for, that they had, you know, playtesting. They had a whole thing. I mean, they might just do it for multiple conventions, but it's the sure. only place you can buy those. And and I'm I didn't look, but I'm assuming that they're pretty expensive online. Um, They'll have them on eBay and stuff. But yeah, oh sure, like you you won't you know if you buy it on eBay, you're not going to get the experience. Well, and not just that. It's that um, the people that usually are playing it at the convention are the people who are playing the game. So they actually keep it, you know, they, they're the ones that want to have it. Mm, um, right. So, so, yeah. so they're not like playing, I'm paying 20 bucks just to get in this tournament to go buy it on eBay. It's not really flippers, you know, because you have to do like we're doing now. We have to like, you have to be on your wish list. You have to plan it now two weeks before, make sure you mm. get in and then you buy it and that's your slot, you know? Um, you can't multi overlap in Gen Con slots if you from twelve to four, and that's your one thing. You can't put like sixteen slots in yeah. for twelve to four. Um, right, right. So, so anyway, um, that's that's something I want to do. I'm I'm assuming that they'll also have like a Dragonfire also adventure type thing, which I'm I want to do, and I can I can get that. Um, it's the only just, other thing I I marked down is uh, there's a new Firefly um, yes yes co op game that. Yes that I want to try because that's a new thing. I haven't heard about it and it's firefly. So I, I got at least, got at least try it. Right. I got to at least try it. 
Yeah, and and then so we get these big we get these big like cornerstones. I consider them cornerstones that you okay. These are the ones I'm putting on my list for sure. And I have like this Excel spreadsheet that's and then that sounds really nerdy, but it's not as big as you think it is. It's just like a, I, mean, I did it on Google Docs. So uh, sure, it, it's a, it's no a, you know here's the day, here's all the hours, and then the next one is the next day and all the hours, and then you know slots or cells for you know the price of the thing and what it is and the number the ID number. Um, hmm. and then, and then I can just go, I can say like, okay, here's the block from 12 to four is firefly from here is on Thursday at this time is this. And then after that, I can just do the fun search through the catalog. Well, okay. Well, it looks like I've got, I'm doing that from 12 to four. What's from four to after four what, o'clock. What do I, what do I have free in this block here? Yeah. yeah and, and then I can see four o'clock and I can play, uh, go see something interesting, a new, you know, weird indie game or something and sign up for that. Like we did last year, works must die. Sure. Or, whatever um now i have gotten better over time with with not with not overbooking myself because it's so exciting and Mm. so many cool things that that i would love to go eight to to midnight you know solid every day but we've got you know this thing with nighttime we we play with our friends back at the house and and that's something that i've you know decided like that's a thing i gotta make sure a lot of a lot of times we go out to lunch right you gotta have two hours in there or an hour at least to make sure you like Maybe Lunch. you want to walk around the exhibit hall a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I what I've come to is like Sunday is my exhibit hall day. Like I don't uh, even worry about exhibit halls, and it's Sunday I do nothing. Maybe one event. Um, well, be- that's because, that's when stuff is discounted anyway. So it is. It is it's a win-win. And and you have what what happens? It's also a win is that like if a game gets out early, then you can just walk in the exhibit hall and get a couple, you know twenty minutes in or half an hour and and see that. Uh, which is really kind of cool. You know, you just get to see the, the like, Oh, there's a, I get check that out for Sunday. I'm going to go over and check that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it's exciting. 99 yeah. days. The website says 99. It's yeah. a long time. That's like three and a half months. Uh, it'll be not, here for, you know, not, not quite, but all right. It's my, well, it's my marker for ICG cons halfway. And now I'm ready. To let's, go. uh, let's jump off of, of board games here for a little bit and talk about our weekly challenge. Oh, godless. Godless. Now, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, you jumped ahead, not jumped ahead, but you you watched ahead further than two episodes. And yeah. so so I did the same. We have watched episode three through six of the seven episode miniseries, uh, Netflix original, Godless. So yeah. if you are watching along with us at home, you should pause your, your phone or amazon echo device and uh and go watch episodes five and six yes and then and then come back because we're, we're gonna spoil it otherwise yeah, you, can, you can blame that on me i i, I couldn't stop watching so, <laughs> yeah pause it now and come back we'll, we'll be right here okay so welcome yeah, back welcome back <laughs> i yeah i couldn't i couldn't it's uh, funny couldn't not you watch it. you had a, you had a different reaction to this show than i did maybe because i watched it fairly late at night i spent last week like i'd i'd come downstairs to go to bed it'd be like 11 11 30 and i'd get on here's of the storm and play a couple games and then it gets to be like one and i'm yeah. regularly up until 3 a.m anyway yeah. but like when i start this show at like 1 1 30 oh that'd be tough i'm like i i have learned more about how to tame a horse 
than I ever thought that I would ever need to know. Like it's, long, and I and I get it. Like it's they're they're just showing us like you do, and then you do this, and then the horse throws you off, and you you get up, and it you know it's the metaphor of getting back on the horse right, because that's is, right? that's a, that's literally exactly what they're doing, and I'm like, this is this is good it's you know you know but it, but it's, it is it is slow it's just it's, a slow game. it's, it's just a slow, slow. Game. and i because it's a mini series and because it's seven episodes and because i see i've seen enough of of where the story's going i'm like okay i see what they did here this is like it's one story that you can't really fit in two hours you could maybe fit in like four or five hours sure maybe sure. but they're giving it breathing room to like yeah look this guy is is breaking horses no yes. no no wait really he's he's breaking horses yeah, yeah and this is and this is what he does and it takes a long time and he's it's, not it's not just like oh look one little montage and he's done you know right. it's like and this episode is him doing this thing and he's like you, know, you yeah. see him you see him do it and now like almost the the next scene or maybe it's later i don't know it all blends together in my mind now because i watched four episodes in a row last week um you know now he's sort of going through a similar process with uh the kid yeah right like he doesn't he doesn't treat the kid the way that he treats the horse but it's the same sort of process where he like you know he pushes him a little bit and then he then he steps back and he's encouraging but then you know the kid gets to a point of defeat and he's like okay no it's fine be be done and then you know the kid steps up and then it's contrasted later with um uh what's his name the bad guy oh yeah jeff daniels character frank frank all i know is frank 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 something like he has a he has a different perspective like the way that he treats a horse Um, oh right yeah that's part of that whole theme thing yeah, well, um, I, you know, I, I, don't I, know. I, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking on on the way home today as I, I were, I was kind of mentally preparing myself for this. I, I, I was thinking, reviewing it in my mind, what I had gone through with the show, and and I agree that I kept, I kind of trapped myself. It's like you know, I always complain that these shows are slow, and this does not break that mold. It definitely is a slow show. Why is it that I am? I, I like it and I can't give it a, a bad review because I definitely was <laughs> ripping on Titan because it was so bad. And it was only a two hour show or an hour and a half, but this one is, you know, seven hours and and I'm just, it's, it's drawn out. It takes its time. I want to say it's the genre. It's that's the thing it's got to be sure. for me is that, is that, um, Western or, I mean, I have a lot of, I have family that's in Texas and a lot of my family are, that cowboy kind of mentality. And I'm not talking about redneck cowboy. I'm talking about like actual cowboy, Southern, you know, hospitality kind of people. And they are just slow and thoughtful kind of, it's, it's a, it's a lifestyle type thing. And a lot of the good Westerns that I've seen over the time, over the years really mimic that. Well, I mean, you'll get shows like, um, Oh, what's the one with Quentin Tarantino did, not too long ago and and it's Django. yeah and and he did another one too the hateful i don't say it's hateful yeah hateful eight hateful eight yeah and and that doesn't quite get the western it's it's kind of a modern take with a western setting 
Um, sure. Right. But the, well, uh, I mean, there's definitely that, that element of like quiet tension with it. Like we talked about last week, the scene with Frank and the, and the Norwegians. Yes. And he's like telling them this story. That's very Tarantino esque, like a, like a slow menacing kind of dialogue scene, just without the ridiculous gore uh, and, and blood, right. bloodshed of a Tarantino film. Right. Well, the, so, so this one, and, and a lot of good Westerns do have the, where it's the, uh, I think uh, outlaw Josie Wales and some of the, the Clint Eastwood ones where they're, where they're, um, you know, the scene is the, the, the plains and the scene of the mountains and the horses. Right. And it's important that you watch them traveling along in the desert, you know, because that's the life that they lead and that's mm-hmm. what they do every day. Um, and the the time in the town with these women that you understand that, you know, that they're what they're dealing with, all these abusive men that kind of come through or or you always feel the tension that, oh, my gosh, someone like these other jerks are going to walk into town and it's going to fall, fall apart any time. Um, and right, they, and right. they take the time to develop that a lot. Um, so I, I yeah, I'm, I'm really digging it. Um, they're they're doing some character things. I don't know. I, I like how you said they're taking the time to let it breathe. I yeah, read. A, I mean, yeah. I mean, I said I said at the top of this conversation that that it's slow, but it wasn't like um, it wasn't like Titan where the Titan where I felt like the slowness was just wasting my time. Like right. most of the time when it got slow, I was like. I wish I was not so tired. Like I yes. am not like I felt bad for not being able to give this story my attention because yes. there's something, you know, uh rare and 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 unique I think in in a lot of television today or even even in any time like the old westerns, you know, some of them they used to be like an hour long and like you're just you're just showing all the action. Like there's these guys and they're shooting like they rush. And then you immediately cut. Well, they were out in the, out in the high desert. Like there was nothing for miles. You know, you'd leave town and you'd have to ride, you know, an hour to get out to the nearest ranch or whatever. You know, I'm just making that stuff. No, no, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, all of the stuff with, um, with Roy, Roy Good breaking the horse and and interacting with the son and like the very slow building relationship between him and Alice, yeah, like it all feels it all felt really well done. Like you appreciate all the more the uh, the resolution of that story because you've seen how how slow. Like he's been there long enough to learn how to read, yeah, and right, and, and, and to and you feel and the to break for all like. Like whatever twenty twenty five horses that they had and she gave to the townspeople, like that takes a lot of time and you can't. Or I mean, it you, would cheapen it if it was like a little montage. It, where it was it, done. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and and when when they got together, it it did feel like it, it had a lot of that feeling of like this not earned but kind of earned. I mean, they you know he earned her respect and her tenderness and in. And affection. she, yeah, affection, that's it. And not through any kind of pressure. It was just, it needed to take time and it made, it made it feel a lot more special because it's the same thing with his relationship with the boy. 
you know, they instead of just saying, oh, he's immediately the boy just jumps on this guy as his new dad type thing. No, they they right. really took their time. And you you really said it well. It's that each scene was slow. And using that word is not the same way as Titan slow, the Titan slow, because um, I felt that this scene is a slow paced scene. Each one in the show and they take their time talking or setting up what's happening in the scene. But you need to watch it. You know, I mean, everyone is, yeah. is definitely worth yeah. watching. It's just T- Titan, they talk slow and move the, slow. The, the Titan and even uh, Mute that we also watched, both of those felt like you had like a hundred minutes worth of story, maybe a hundred and five, yeah. maybe even ninety. And yeah. to make it something close to a, a quote unquote feature length film, you had to like slow some of this down. Yeah. Where the stuff that they do in Godless, it just feels more patient. Yeah. Well, so I read a little bit about the the a lot of the backstory of it because I actually went and looked to see what it meant by limited series, and and that just mm. simply means that it's this is one story. This there's yeah. no extra seasons going to happen here, which is cool. that's kind of, I, I I see I see that, that right. that's where that's so that's so where that's going. what the the writer director had said with this is that um, he had originally penned something that was much longer than a two hour movie but right. had proposed it and then was going to cut it down for a two hour movie. But then they said, well, okay, well it just went back and forth with how it's going to be. They said, okay, we'll make it a series, like a limited series, like a mini series. And yeah. he said, okay, well now that I've got more, more than what I needed, but I had a lot anyway, I'm going to explore some other, I can take the time to explore some other characters and make them more important or not more important, but tell their stories too. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, you didn't necessarily need them. And that could, in a normal two-hour show, you could cut it to the editing room floor. Um, namely, the like the, all the gang members that the Frank's gang has. They don't need to know them all. But they add right. a lot of flavor by, that you know them now. So when they're going to get shot or where they're in a battle, you know the brothers and where they came from. And, right. you know, the, the mayor's wife in town, you know more about her. The German lady. The, the sheriff's wife, the German lady. The yeah. school teacher. The there's school a, teacher. There's a, there's a lot about the the prostitute school teacher, right? That that is a little like it's it's whatever. It feels yeah. it it feels a little um like an aside. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 what you're talking about. Like it does. At first, it kind of annoyed me. I was like, this kind of. At first, it 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 felt to me like it weakened the character of the sheriff's sister. I'm oh, like, yeah. can't can't she be the a, a strong, independent female character without this this relationship to sure. like, you know, go go full into this? But as they develop that story, it actually is you you get some of that you know just normal relationship like miscommunication. Yeah, um, right. That was which, a good little twist there, yeah. Which was interesting, and you sort of needed the the German uh, woman to Which was to a great that scene. That whole, when that came in, I was thrown away, like, what? what is this character <laughs> all of a sudden? And it was a great out of, thing. Out of nowhere, yeah. Right. It was, it was pretty good. And the guy, that came, the guy that comes into town looking for her and who's actually falling in love with her, which is another little great twist. You get a guy... In the in the West back then, he had to travel for months looking for one person that he's got a picture of. It's a beautiful picture. He knows yeah. everything about her. He ends up falling in love with her. He's a bounty hunter. 
You know, that's right. That's really kind of cool. And it it doesn't matter that she shot him in the leg. She shot him right in the leg, right? Which was which was great. Um. So uh, and she's just speaking German the whole time, which is fantastic. But and the, yeah. and and the uh, I want to say Maggie, the the sister, yeah. is kind of like she's sort <laughs> of talking to her. It's yeah. a little bit like um. <laughs> like if you ever saw Deadwood, the way that Al Swearingen talks to uh, Mr. Wu, the Chinese guy, like yeah. he only speaks Chinese except for the few words of profanity that he that he learned from Al. But they manage to make each other understood. It's it's like yeah. the and, and the Germans it, talking to her too, like she's talking to her, saying stuff. It's the bit that uh, that's central to the character of Groot. Right? <laughs> exactly right. You get what they're saying. But they're not saying the right words. They're not saying the but words in, you need to know. In, in, in Groot, it's exaggerated. Yes, exactly. Right. You're like, well, okay, sure. You know, the, the, the term I like to use here that, as you were talking here, I, that I think fits instead of slow or it's telling story. It's world building. That's the, that's the term I want to yeah. use here. It's, it, everything in this show feels like it's world building. I, yeah, Frank could come in. You could learn the quick idea about him and Roy. And then it could be a shootout at the OK Corral. And then it's over. You know, I mean that that sure right. that could that could be the story, and that pro- that's maybe what you would say is the main story. But this series is about the world that's happening here and all of the characters within it. Um, and it's I'm glad that it's going to be a limited series that it's going to be over and it'll be done because I'll get great stories with these characters and I don't need to know more. And I feel I hope that they you know just wrap it up and finish it. That'll be great. So I'm on the last yeah. episode and yeah, and, and we're gonna watch that one. Um, so we're going to watch that one next, this coming week. That's only about an hour. Um, yep, are we going to do any more or are we just, just, this there's one? only one more episode and then I want to go ahead and start, um, lost in space. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. I think if we didn't do that, my, my daughter, Sydney would be throwing a revolt because she wants to watch that. So do we, um, how, how far do you want to, I don't know how many episodes of that there even are. Uh, I think there's like seven to 10, maybe of that one. They're about an hour long. Um, uh, that's going to be a t- if if it's even halfway decent. That's going to be a hard one for me to not watch multiples. Of. Yeah, that's that's a little bit what I'm thinking. I have been um, I've been watching uh, Travelers. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with with a da- my dad and I. Um, have you seen that show? Uh, I saw like the first episode. Okay. Of that one. So I know the premise, which is a very promising premise. Have you watched more into it? Like I'm assuming, just besides the first episode. Y- yeah, we're we're into season two, so I won't I won't oh. spoil it for you. But it's, how, uh, how do you fe- how do you feel about it though? Do you feel like it's worth it's a worthwhile watch? Is it progressing stuff and happening? And- it's it's very something I heard uh, some some guys on another podcast say it's very Canadian. Okay, if that if that means anything, like okay. if you imagine uh, if you ever saw Continuum or uh, Lost Girl, though that one was more fantasy. Yeah. Um, sure. What else am I thinking of? Dark Matter? That was okay. pure sci-fi. Uh, I mean, all the way back to uh, BSG. I mean, I mean, hell, all the all the CW, goes, CW shows are technically Canadian. All, They're all yeah, the, the, the CW shows, some of them, depending on what they are. So, yeah, to an extent, like um, The 100 or uh, what else am I thinking? Most of those CW shows are very heavy on the, like, relationship love triangle stuff which gets yep. really old really fast right um but this one is really just it's just interesting sort of 
you know conflicts and and like and like struggles that these characters have um i don't know if it's I mean, the premise, the premise, if it's that a was, spoiler to, to give away the premise. Well, the premise was neat that I don't think it's a good thing in the trailer that and, and it's been a while since I watched it. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. But the, the, the interesting part about it, the characters and the actors seem like first off, seem like they were doing a good job. And, yeah, all, and, and all the acting is very good, which is right. not something you can say for most CW shows. Right. But the the premise that was interesting was that these people were going into other people's lives, I think, from the past and uh they're they're people living in other people's bodies and then yeah, some so, people were having other issues like oh this person is mentally challenged that you're going into and you are not sure and, they they have to assimilate in some way so the premise is that at some point in the future two three hundred years in the future earth is just a mess like the surface is uninhabitable and humanity is dying out and so they've developed a technology that lets them project or send because as far as i can tell it's a one-way uh it's a one-way trip they can send a person's consciousness into the past into an existing body right at the moment of death and and right so what they do is they have records from because it has to be in the modern era of technology they have records of the time of death elevation latitude and longitude they call it a tell time elevation led yeah that's it and so they find people who are just about to die and they send a traveler back into their body to prevent that death and then they have a list of of rules like protocols that they're not supposed to uh break and so they go back in a team of five and like one of them well that actually is a spoiler so i won't say that but there's like there's a person in charge there's a there's a soldier there's like a tactician uh there's a medic there's a historian who has um has memorized a lot of facts and events so they know when there are candidates for travelers or like horse races and stuff so that they can um get money get money for the team smart and then and then there's one more who's like an like an engineer. He's like the scientist. Oh my god! Um, I'm already starting to have like mind explosions from like, well, that does that change the timeline and money being captured and spent and. Sure. Well, the the oh the idea my the idea be- is that is that the the person in charge in the future is seeing how the events change and then sending sending travelers back to keep making minor course corrections to try and save humanity right you know what you know what they should so have that's done. the idea but then you have these these people who should have died who now don't die but different like one of them has a baby and a kind of abusive baby daddy and yeah. the the main um one of the other guys is married and so he has to deal with you know he sort of had a relationship with one of the other team members in the future but in the in the past when he goes into this new body and has to take on this persona he has a wife who and then they all have to deal with like the ways that their their personalities kind of change to the people around them they're like what happened to you you used to be like this and so that's where like half of the storytelling is in that space and then the other half is the like hey we have to stop this bomb from going off in this thing and then as as it gets later on there get to be travelers who are not 
on their side right yeah. which of course just keep that keep that tension up but it's it's not bad it's uh it's pretty good but we're we're getting close to the end of that and he was like hey we should try this uh excuse me try this loss in space and i'm like okay well we were saving it for the yeah. podcast so so maybe we'll uh we'll, we'll start that we should we should start that what do you what are you thinking about episodes wise i mean it's i have got, a feeling i have a feeling that if we wrap up if it, tonight i think i want to probably finish godless i mean i'm going to finish it yeah it's, it's going to happen there's only one more so right. we'll watch that and then there are eight episodes of lost in space okay i'll, I'll watch two it, or three at least it just like godless the the episode lengths are all over the map they're okay. like 63 56 50, it's mostly about an hour but there's one that's only like 48 i noticed that with godless like some of the episodes were like an hour and 15 and then there was one like this this episode six was like 45 i'm like oh yeah this right. is the short one <laughs> okay well let, let's how about we'll try three okay if for some reason we don't get through three then you know our listeners will be a little ahead of us but um, I think so, in a week so we the, can, the, we can the, that. the finalized opinion on Godless, what do you say? Thumbs up, thumbs down, watch it, don't watch it. I mean, it's good so far. You just have to, you have to be prepared for something a little bit, again, slower, not, not necessarily in a, in a derogatory way, but just, um, something with a little more patience and you, you have to be watching, like you're not going to get any of the, the, the story that the all the stuff with the horse you know i keep talking about the horse breaking but that's like what right. sticks in my mind because it was a lot of screen time and it was significant it wasn't hey, just filler or anything you know you know what and and I, we're going to talk about this n- more next week but um because we were going to talk about this week but I, it's relevant here um it's just like another western that takes <laughs> time and thought and it's just come out is westworld so westworld. west westworld is now as of this day season two is out i've not watched it yeah yet. just just came out last night i i watched the recap and and got about a third of the way into an episode when i realized i was too tired to right, watch but, but that one's westworld also, right after episode six of godless <laughs> right right but that but that's also like it's a western and because i think maybe it's just a western it also it takes it takes time you could mm-hmm. even you could look at westworld which is i think critically acclaimed show and i love it and so many people i know love the, sure. the depth of it but you could look at that one too and say that one's slow that one is slow you know you can't tell somebody to sit down and watch that Ye- show and expect to yeah like, no after i mean episodes i mean that was that was especially apparent to me going right from from godless back to that because i watched it i think when i picked up season one it was almost done and yeah. so I watched the first couple episodes like almost back to back because I feel like in season one, every episode had a had a moment of like mind blowing. And maybe yeah. that's, you know, I don't I don't think too hard about most shows that I'm watching. And so I didn't see some of the foreshadowing coming or whatever. But yeah. that's generally how I prefer to I prefer to enjoy stuff. Not yeah. for for once, not overthink and overanalyze things. But um, I, you know, I watched through the recap of season one and there were whole stories that i'm like what i don't remember any of this (laughs) and so i think that i like it's been enough time and i watched it all kind of fast enough that that i missed all the details but then when the episode proper started up i'm like man this is this is slow like godless is slow it's it it might just be an element of um you know 
telling westerns in the modern day like yeah look we don't this is not you know this is not the 50s we're not telling stories like we used to like this was a time that was like this like life was slower it was and and but, i think i think that's you know that's pu- what they try punctuated to punctuated by very intense like conflict and and violence but really like you would you know these guys would go days months years with nothing and then have to quick draw against somebody i mean i mean not not to bring it back up because you had already mentioned this but i I do want to say as you go out west um in the country in the united states life is slower and that doesn't mean that you're not technology and you're not watching facebook and stuff like that what i mean is that just like you mentioned to go from one city to the next one small city to the next it's an hour and a half i mean sure well it's it's still it's still desert land like it is there's still no you know the cities you know cities don't really need land the way that like rural areas need fertile soil but they still need water yeah you know all the major cities are built on bodies of water rivers and and whatever except indianapolis but um well yeah it's it's still just it's still just high deserts you go you know i've driven on i-80 i-90 out there through north dakota and montana and it's just yes it's just nothing you'll have an exit off the interstate and there's nothing there i'm like yeah i'm like man people say people say indiana is is empty and and just cornfields but like there are no exits off of i-69 where there's not at least a gas station (laughs) exactly right out there you're like you're like there's nothing you i hope you filled up your tank because there's no more gas for at least three more hours yes exactly and and that's and that's why life is slower there when when we were when i went out west and i we were primitive camping and i stayed in the badlands which is it sounds like it's a big huge like bad it is but it's no (laughs) different than you know anything out there Uh, it's it's desert right but we, we camped we camped out there and then to go to the next like subway or any kind of little bit of civilization was Walt, this place called Wall Drug, which is pretty Wall popular Drug, out there. Right, right. And and it's it was an hour and fifteen hour and twenty minutes away, and that's the closest place, <laughs> um, you know. And and we were actually on the map relatively close to it. Um, I think Wall Drug and the Badlands were like together in that area and developed because of that. But seriously, close to them is an hour and fifteen minutes away. So yeah, yeah. so so anyway, life in the West and my family being out there in Texas to go from where they live in flower mound to over to Dallas or something is just, well, you know what? Part of my day is just going to be on the road driving for this amount of time, get my stuff. And I'm, I got to drive another hour and a half back. So I'm just going to take my time in the drugstore right. and yeah. talk. And th- because I don't want to, you know, just go there two hours back. So they, they do, it's just a slower pace. So Westerns, and that's with cars. So people who were in wagons and, and whatever, life was slow well, and, that's, and different. I, I almost forgot I was going to say this because after last week we talked about I talked about the, the nature of Westerns and how you know the history went in that period. The thing that brought an end really to the Western um, kind of time, culture, era mm-hmm. was the railroads. Yes. Right. Right. Like when they went out, they went on out on wagon trains and stuff. When the railroads started connecting those towns, like everything changed, yeah, you know, could get the, from here to there, the trip, right. you know, to go out west in a, in a wagon took months and months. But on a train, you could do it in a couple weeks and you weren't going to die 
of you know dysentery, dysentery. crossing the <laughs> or Oregon Trail kind of thing. Right, right. And so that was the big, that was a big, uh, the big sort of um, turning point. There was was transportation, just like you're talking about. Yeah. Well, we we so we're gonna do the rest of this godless, and um, then we'll we'll do the the couple of. The three episodes of Lost in Space. I think that we're for our listeners, we are going to do a Westworld thing. We'll go off of our our um, Netflix originals. Maybe I think that's what we're talking about, right? We're going to do a we'll, Westworld we'll just, thing. We'll just talk about it as it goes, just like we did with um, uh, Game of Thrones when we first started the show, right? I, and and I'm I'm still mixed at it a little bit because in the past with Westworld, I I do the binge watch thing, and it's different with HBO shows. Um, or Showtime is that they they do release on a, on a schedule. Oh, we like can, Discovery um, did. Um, we can wait until it's until it's done. If you'd rather do it that way, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about it. But I just wanted my, our listeners to, to know that we are that's something we're going to talk about. We, we will get to get get to that. We'll talk talk about that. Right. So we're almost out of time here. But before we sign off, why don't you tell me your your good news? Oh, good news, good news, good news. Um, well, I, I was going to say that Gen Con was was definitely the the happy good news thing that came up. Um, sure, I did sure. get dra- a lot of the stuff that we talked about this time. Like, I, I loved getting Dragon Fire; that was really fun. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Out out in the world um, of good stuff, uh, and in my I guess my own personal life, um, it was nice outside this last weekend. So I got a lot of yeah. I actually got to mow, um, which is you know. It's great in the spring when you get to mow because it's like, oh, wonderful cut grass <laughs> and it's you feel good. And then all of a sudden, as you know, it starts growing, you have to cut two to three times a week. It's not so amazing. Uh, but right, right now, it's it's nice. I've, I've gotten the hammock out at it, at it on occasion already. Um, I'm I'm excited. We people know that I can have complained been complaining about the winter weather here, but so to see <laughs> so to see to see some nice stuff. That's that's been definitely good news. Um, and Gen Con's right around the corner. I know you said 99 days, but to me, that's, that's, that's right around the corner. So for me, that's good yeah, news yeah. to see, to see event registration happening. If you uh, are thinking get, about get going a, to Gen get Con, excited, get stuff. Yeah. yeah. If you're thinking about going to Gen Con, uh, you know, join us. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about our events that we're going to go and, you know, start looking now at some of the cool stuff. Uh, we'd love to see you there. Yeah, good. for sure. What about you? Uh, you got, you got some good news for me. Um, as I said, I don't know if I said this on the air, but um, I had I had some family over yesterday and we grilled for the first time. Oh, Actually, awesome! Yeah, I feel like we grilled in the in the cold. Not, yeah. but I don't know. I'm spacing on it. Oh, um, I I tried real quick. I tried to grill like this last weekend, and I turn I turn open the gas on my uh, yeah. butane, and all of a sudden it starts like shooting out gas. I'm like, <laughs> whoa! Totally something busted in this tank. So yeah, was, we got. About a year and a half. I don't know. I don't. I don't even remember now. Time, whatever. But uh, for Father's Day one year, we got my dad a, um, a Komodo grill. It's like the big green egg, only not the actual big green egg because those are like two thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, but it's an egg shaped grill with like double walled, uh, um, double lined walls, whatever metal okay. it's made out of. Yeah. Um, the the egg the actual egg is ceramic which is why it's so expensive but mm-hmm. um ever since we got that that's the only thing I'll use to grill cuz it's so you get the charcoal and the I've got wood chips to get smoked flavor into stuff but I did um pizza last night whoa that's a, we that's got, a good one we we got pre-made crust I went back and forth with my sister I was like do wow. you want to make crust cuz I'm not I'm not that great with 
with breads and doughs. And I'm like, if we're gonna do if we're gonna do crust, you're gonna have to you know make it, and I'll do everything else. She was like, yeah, I don't want to. So we got uh, the pre made crust from the store, but did did chicken, and I did um, buffalo chicken on one and ham and pineapple on the other. Wow, man, nice. And the 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 buffalo chicken one got a little burned on the bottom it's been too long since i did this before and i've forgot the the exact steps <laughs> I, I put the stone in too early yeah. and it and it got too hot but right. anyway it did was, that it, it it's it still was edible like i took it off you know it wasn't quite cooked on the top i had to finish it in the oven but you, you there's that so between that and uh between that and getting my new game that i still haven't Oh, yeah. tried but i I'm, I'm sure at some point this next week minus wednesday night when we do uh star trek adventures i'm gonna bust it out and i'm gonna try it i can't oh, heck yeah yeah, yeah. I you mentioned chi- i can't chicken. wait anymore i remember last weekend uh i i came in the house with groceries one day and and, and had sid put them away because i was in a hurry doing something and mm-hmm. and uh then she was putting them away uh it wasn't just a few sacks but evidently i had bought some frozen like um barbecue chicken wings i was like hey sid you want to try these barbecue chicken wings she's like oh sure fine and and we had uh had bought them but she she just she doesn't always put away the the groceries i usually do so <laughs> she did this time and she put it in the refrigerator instead of the freezer so that, like a whole huge bag of barbecue chicken wings like okay. thawed out um so last weekend we uh that's when i wanted to grill was that uh I looked at those things and like, oh my gosh, they're all thought we had to like eat a whole huge, like family size bag of <laughs> barbecue chicken wings. And that was our, that was our whole dinner. So it was nice. Pretty, pretty nice. Fun. So yeah, good, good stuff for the weekend. Grilling out. It's awesome. Hopefully this next week will be good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good stuff, man. All right. I think we're, we're running along on time. So if you missed it, uh, this upcoming week's challenge we're going to watch the final episode of godless and then the first three episodes of the netflix original series lost in space lost in space yep. all right everybody yep. that's 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 most of our show i think we did good yep that's uh that's going to do it for us you've been listening to the front porch episode 35 Special thanks to Geek Scholars Movie News. If you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com slash 35, you can find show notes for this episode. Um, there you'll also find a contact form. You can tell us all the stuff we're wrong about. All the stuff. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. And while you're there, if you mm-hmm. leave us a, a review, that really helps us out a lot. Yep. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. Until next time, this is Dennis. And this is Michael for the front porch. Night, everybody. All right, guys.